Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for June 28, 2021. So the NBA Conference Finals are underway, with the Suns looking to close out the series against the Clippers in Game 5 tonight, and the Bucks and Hawks having played three as of yesterday. But before we get into that, we have the NBA Draft Lottery and a slew of new head coaches. First things first though, we are excited to announce that the Canadian Elite Basketball League's 2021 season has begun. Three games have been played so far and you can watch them live online with a free account, so check out the schedule at cebl.ca. Now onto the NBA Draft Lottery. So our NBA Draft Lottery has been announced. Our top five picks are as follows. So the number one pick will be the Detroit Pistons who moved up one spot in the Draft Lottery. The number two pick is the Houston Rockets who moved down one spot in the lottery. The number three pick is the Cleveland Cavaliers, who moved up two. Number four, Toronto Raptors up three. And number five, Orlando Magic down two. So there you have it. I mean, you know, a lot of teams are rewarded in this draft. Luckily, as a Raptors fan myself, you know, after a rough season, playing in Florida, all our guys away, you know, it's really nice that we moved up a bit and we're going to get a top pick in this draft great for the Pistons as well they've kind of been in a rough spot these last few years and haven't had the best picks so a number one pick for them will do great hopefully that'll turn their franchise around a little bit Rockets as well that's going to be huge for them they're in a rough spot and then obviously the Cavs and the Magic as well so the actual draft itself is July 29th I believe so tune into that when that happens I'm sure we will discuss that But now on to some head coaching hires. So first up, we have the Dallas Mavericks have hired Jason Kidd as their new head coach. So I looked into Jason Kidd's career as a head coach a little bit. And overall, he has a 183 win to 190 losses as a head coach, which is a 0.491% winning rate. His best season was his one year with the Brooklyn Nets, where they went 44 wins and 38 losses and lost in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And then, of course, he spent four years with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, obviously, he's a legend to the Dallas Mavericks. He won a championship with them. And I think there's a lot of similarities between his coaching tenure with that young Bucks team with Giannis and when he was really getting his grip and his spot in the NBA and same with this Dallas Mavericks team that he's now going to be coaching with Luka Doncic and him really trying to get his grip in the NBA. So, you know, hopefully he's learned a lot with his Milwaukee Bucks team. I I feel personally like he underperformed a little bit with that team. But, you know, if he's learned from that experience, then I think he can be fantastic with the Mavericks here. Speaking of the Mavericks, though, their former coach, Rick Carlisle, has now been hired on to the Indiana Pacers. Of course, he spent 13 years with the Mavericks, won a championship in 2011. Really just a legendary coach for that franchise. Uh, It's really unfortunate that he's moving on, but I think it's great a great hire for the Pacers. He spent four years there as head coach. You know, he had a really good year in 2003-2004, I think, where he went 61 wins, 21 losses with the Pacers team. Lost out in the semifinals there, but it's going to be nice to see him back on the Pacers here. You know, we'll have to see what he what he's capable of with this roster. They they, they really underperformed this year with Nate Bjorkren as as the head coach. I thought I honestly thought. I mean, I haven't gone back and listened to the episodes, but I really thought they were probably a lock for the playoffs. And I think they ended up being like the 10th seed or the 9th seed or something. So yeah, they're really kind of in no man's land. Uh, I still think that that team 
has the capabilities of being like a fifth or a sixth seed, especially with guys like Malcolm Brogdon, DeMantis Sabonis. TJ McConnell had a really good year, actually, kind of as that bench point guard. So we'll see if they're kind of a lottery team or a playoff team after this year. And then next up, and uh, lastly in the head coaching hires, we have Portland hiring Chauncey Billups as their head coach. I don't really have anything or thoughts on this on this hiring. He's been an assistant coach with the Clippers since 2020. No real head coaching experience. He's been on a ton of teams in the league. You know, NBA champion. You know, he, he's been around the league a long time. A lot of analysis experience. A lot of playing experience. So, I guess we'll have to see how that ends up. But lastly, moving on to our actual conference finals. So first up, we have the Western Conference Final between the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. I think last episode, I don't think we had a game yet or or the game was that night. But anyways, we have the Suns leading 3-1 with Game 5 tonight, if you're watching this Monday. You know, really, really, really close games so far. But the Clippers have clearly lacked star power. It's a bit disappointing Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka are missing this series. Just to put that in perspective a little bit, Paul George has had 34 points, 26 points, 27 points, and 23 points in each game this series. And the most a teammate has scored is 24 in game one by Reggie Jackson. And I don't think any teammate has outscored him in any games. So they've done really well considering what they've had available, but they do need that star power. And they had the chance to take game two as well. Paul George missed two crucial free throws when they were up. One point that would have made it really tough for the uh, Suns. Um, And then, of course, Aiton closed it out with a nice alley-oop dunk from a Jay Crowder inbound pass with only a second or two on the clock. That being said, though, I mean, the Suns have done phenomenal. Chris Paul has been huge for them coming back in Game 3, which is the only game they actually lost. I thought they, they slowed down the tempo too much and weren't weren't fast enough for the Clippers. But they have had, you know, the Suns have had some mental lapses like we saw in Game 4. They had a 14-point lead going into the third quarter, and it got a race to a three-point lead, and they barely edged out that win there, Game 4. But I think with Game 5 going back to Phoenix... I think they close it close it out in Game 5. We will see. They might stretch it out to a Game 6. I mean, the Clippers without Kawhi have kind of overperformed this playoffs, in my opinion. So we'll, we, you never know, but that's kind of my prediction. And then lastly, we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference. So this series is tied 1-1 apiece. So Game 3 will have happened yesterday when we recorded, so we don't know the result right now, but I can speak on Games 1 and 2. The Hawks really surprised in Game 1. They took it with Trey Young having a career playoff high of 48 points. He also had 7 rebounds and 11 assists. Kevin Herter also had 27 points in that game. He was a great piece for them. But in then game two, the Bucks just completely dominated this game. They ended up winning 125 to 91. So just a blowout loss for the Hawks. And, you know, just, just right from tip off, the Bucks seemed much better. They had a 77 to 45 point lead by halftime. You know, I really don't know what to say about this series going forward. You know, I think the Hawks have kind of just been this Cinderella team. And they've just completely overperformed ex- to expectations. But at the same time, I don't want to discredit them because I think 
they've just been straight up a better a better team than pretty much everyone they've played against except for the Bucks so far. The the Sixers and the, and the Knicks they just looked so much better in those two series. I just don't really know what to. I, I guess we'll have to see. You the person watching this will have known what happened in Game Three. I don't know what'll happen, but yeah, stay tuned for that. I still think the Bucks are the heavy favorites going in here. But yeah, well, we, I guess we'll, we'll see if the Hawks can bounce back on their home court. You know, that's a huge advantage for them. And maybe they can, you know, maybe they can take a lead this series. But you know what? That's all the news for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next episode on Monday, July 5th. Thanks for listening.